This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 192. This is Rajeshri Sen. And this is Abhinandan Sekri. We bring you the last episode of the forgettable year 2020. Well, it isn't forgettable, but we wish we could forget it. Uh, the next two weeks, we shall be off because of Christmas and New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and a Happy New Year in advance. And we shall do our next recording on the 6th of January. And that is the week when your next episode will come. But we shall say goodbye to this year with a very action-packed episode, Rajshri Sen. We have two films, a series, an ad film, a short film, and an animation, which is so many things rolled into one. <laughs> Some lots of trivia and, uh, you know, interesting stuff from a very learned, uh, you know, Yeah. Uh, no, and uh, lots of stuff from our learned listeners who've ticked me off also, which we'll get to later. But uh, are they what, wrong? Are they? They're not wrong. They are sort of wrong. I'll explain why. Okay. okay. You'll explain. You'll. I'm sure you'll come up with the most unreasonable, convoluted logic. No. But we are used to that. Uh, but so we have a call to spy, Mank, the the Wild Smiths ad, a swipe, which is a short film. that uh, this call to spy it's about that spy writer who died recently what is yeah it's an autobiography uh, autobiography that he made on his own uh, life and then he died no it's call to spy is <laughs> a film with radhika apte which is not on netflix so that in itself is a miracle but uh, call to so call to spy is on amazon prime and i wasn't very sure what it would be like because the thing is that in india the promos all highlight radhika apte only you don't realize not a, it's not an anurag kashyap production it is not an indian production it's a uh, us it's an american film it's shocking that it's not an uh, this thing that it's not an anurag kashyap uh, production that it's not so the reason why it's good is because it hasn't been made by an indian director Oh, I really, don't don't be so unfair also indian directors i made some no, no. indian directors directing radhika apte are very bad they just make shit and then we watch it and i feel shitty after that so anyway this film which i highly recommend to everyone and especially if you have young girls in your family you must and young boys also make them watch it as well it's very pg 13 i don't believe we've met Virginia Hall. We could set her up as a journalist. Good Lord, Vera, she has a wooden leg. Rumor has it you are the best wireless operator in the Women's Auxiliary Air Force. Signaling is like music; there is a rhythm to it. If you have any doubts, tell me now. We have no choice but to learn the hard way how to do this. Trial and a lot of error. The Germans will stop at nothing till they find you. It is about uh, three spies, female spies, who so when in World War II, when Nazi Germany was basically the Nazis were taking over the world and conquering everything and everyone, Winston Churchill decided that one way of combating this was to set up a network of spies, and especially in Fr- France, which is in Lyon. where the nazis had entered leon that 
if we have, if we, because like, you know, I'm British and from Mr. Churchill's family, that if they have a network of spies, it will help them sort of penetrate the Nazi uh, outfits. And he thought that it would be a good idea to have female spies. This is the first time female spies were going to be hired ever or used ever in a war. What nonsense, Mata Hari and all. Don't make up your stuff again. Quiet, this is, I'm talking about which year now, tell me. World War II? 1930s. Huh? So Mata Hari is different continent and all. Don't bring different continents. Oh, you said first time women spies are being used. Don't the see how and then you are saying anything. You got to be, see, this is the thing is that when our subscribers point out to all these, then you say, well, they are being picky and they are picking on oh, me. And I'm not going to say that when they say. Takes off and you're making all sorts of claims. There's so many stories I've read of India, of spies, you know, not Indian, but in India and even if not Indian, much before World War II. Female spies, only Mata Hari you have come up with. You tell me one more name. Are? Are? Mata Hari, Beti Hari, Hari. But listen, you useless Hari. But... Uh, so, uh, okay, so then go ahead. So basically, you mean this is set in the, it's set in the 20s and 30s, is that right? Yeah, it's during World War II where the Nazis have already infiltrated France and basically they had infiltrated all the countries by that time. And uh, Britain was losing. It's as simple as that. So they set up, there's a woman called Vera Atkins who M in James Bond when the films were made, because Ian Fleming's uh, James Bond have a woman as him. Yeah, Judy Dench hmm. is based, that character is sort of based on Vera Atkins. So Vera Atkins was a Jewish woman living in, uh, with, so basically America and UK came together to put together this network of spies. And she was put in charge of hiring these women. So one of the women was Noor Inayat Khan which is Radhika Apte plays her. And the other is Virginia Hall. Virginia Hall is played by the woman, Sarah Megan Thomas, who also wrote the screenplay for this film. So right. it's, it's quite impressive because the screenplay, so it's just that, so this is one of the few films which might have been better as a series because it's a lot of stuff has been compressed into two hours or less than two hours. But, but you know, going forward, it's highly unlikely, you know, such films can be made again because the era of spies is over because now you have, uh, you know, iPhone has launched an, launched an app that can spy for you. It's called iSpy. And if you... This cough sounding racist. In China, it's called iSpy with my little eye. I'd say something bad now, but I can't say because then we'll be our Chinese listeners will stop listening. Uh, all our Chinese subscribers. We have Chinese subscribers. Of course. No? We <laughs> must be having, no? Yeah. You'll have to hear it on VPN because you won't be allowed to hear it normally. No, so the whole thing is about how so Noor and Ayat Khan was of Indian parentage. She's mixed parentage, but one of her parents was Indian and she was a pacifist. So all those things came what? a pacifist. She didn't believe in uh, like a baby pacifier, but pacifist. a pacifist. Okay, who believes okay. in pac but so she didn't in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, like she, she was, was in the she Pacific Ocean, so she was a pacifist. <laughs> I'm more of an Atlantist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just how much I'm an Atlantist. <laughs> You're a bloody hooglyist. <laughs> You're just dirty and full of fish. <laughs> 
Okay, so keep quiet. So she was one of the best uh, radio operators, basically. So to send signals and code and so on. And uh, what's interesting also is that Virginia Hall, who is the other uh, spy, had a wooden leg. So they said, if you hire her, so she had always wanted to be a diplomat and they kept rejecting her because they said, obviously they said, oh, we aren't going to take someone with a wooden leg. But the thought behind it was, and she could speak in many languages, she was very fluent in French, uh, that no one will suspect someone with a wooden leg of being a spy. Like why would England send a spy who can't run away from, say, if anything goes wrong, she can't run out of building at that the speed that other people would. So they thought that would deflect attention from her. I don't know. In, in I think Dhund, the villain, had a limp. Remember, that's how he gets identified, what Danny, I think. Dhund? I've, I'm mixing up films anyway. Hmm, then. So it's very well shown how they go about the hiring process, what used to happen when they entered, especially in Leon. So you have Klaus, uh, Klaus Barbie, which now I was thinking it's the Barbie doll named after him. I wonder, Klaus Barbie was called the Butcher of Leon. He was a Nazi officer who used to carry out all the uh, torture himself because he was basically a good Nazi. So he believed in taking matters into his own hands. So Noor Inayat Khan, I didn't know, was sent to Dachau uh, concentration camp. And she was killed there. They assassinated her there. So I had no clue that had happened. But it's just, it's a very nice film. The uh, kind of research that has gone into it is great. And what's nice is that they haven't, there's no romance or anything. It's just these women who are working. Out and out. Yeah, it's very good. Drama. Yeah. So I'd strongly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a good film. Watch it. And it's nice to see Radhika Apte not be like odd. So they haven't, she's had to act normally. Shall very good. Yeah. So before we move on to the next, uh, Rajshri, I just had a couple of announcements. Yeah. Um, we have a new podcast out. It's called Let's Talk About Big Data. It's our LTA series, the Let's Talk About series. We haven't had new release or any episodes in the Let's Talk About series of podcasts in a long time. So this is a, I think it's a six part mini series, which is in the LTA Let's Talk About category. And the first episode in this mini series is how is big data different from data as we have known it so far. Uh, do check it out, this is what it sounds like. Whether you're a connoisseur or an addict of a substance comes down to how much and how often you consume it and how that affects your life. Big changes in quantities cause big changes in essence. This brings us back to data. As data became big, this also brought rapid and dramatic changes in the essence of data and relationships that were traditionally built on the movement of data between a state and its people, a retailer and its customers, insurers and insured, fundamentally and permanently also changed. I highly recommend it. Many months of research, prep and production have gone into this series. So do check it out. Spread the word. It is for subscribers only because the Let's Talk About series is behind the paywall. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is a new podcast player. Uh, I would like to again recommend everybody listen to our podcast through the newslaundry.com website and our own player that we have spent a lot of money, time, resource, and energy into making. It has all the stuff and features that any international podcast player does. 
It includes stuff like that you can download, you can do speed control, you can queue, you have the ability to skip to a topic within an episode. It starts from wherever you stopped listening the previous time. So go to our website on the phone or on your laptop. On the top right-hand corner, there is a mic icon. Click on the mic icon and uh, do check it out. So on that note, Rajshri Sen, let's move on to the next thing, yes. which is Mank, which I also watched. Hello, everyone. Make yourself to home, Mr. Mankowitz, or shall I call you Herman? Please call me Mank. This is a business where the buyer gets nothing for his money but a memory. All in one film. That's director proof. That's why I always want Mank around. I hear you're hunting dangerous game. What I want to know is what you think of it. It's a bit of a jumble. The collection of fragments that leap around in time like Mexican jumping beans. Welcome to my mind, old self. So before um, we get into what we thought of it, I'll just give you the facts of this film. It is a two-hour, 12-minute film directed by David Fincher. Uh, written by Jack Fincher, who I'm guessing is his brother, but Rajshri would oh, know all these father. things. Oh, father, sorry. Uh, it's the leading role of, of Mank is played by Gary Oldman. Uh, and it has a whole lot of other people, uh, many of whom are very familiar. I've seen them in all sorts of films. It has a phenomenal cast. Uh, and it is about a particular writer who wrote the classic, which in every list, every, you know, best film of the century, century, whenever, you know, Time Magazine or CNN comes up to this, or even BBC, Citizen Kane is up there. So this is about Mank who wrote Citizen Kane. Yeah. So, so what did you think of it? So it, so the whole uh, controversy about Herman Mankiewicz was that uh, Orson Welles claimed that he had written the screenplay and Herman Mankiewicz in the beginning, which is there in the contract, he had said that I don't want credit for the film. But then he changed his mind and he said, I don't see why I shouldn't get credit for it, which is why there was the show that it's not got into in detail in the film, but still, and neither of them went for the Oscars, even though they won, they just, because they just didn't get along. And uh, Orson Welles was this, so it's basically not an ode to Hollywood of the 30s. It's a very scathing criticism of what Hollywood of the 1930s was hmm. like. And what's nice is it's in black and white. So it's very stylized and all. And it has all the, uh, like it has Orson Welles, it has Marion Davis, who was a very well-known actress at that time. She did close to 400 films. She's played by Amanda Seyfried. So um, just so I understand this, this is only it's it's a Netflix production. So it's a Netflix production. Yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, it is. So it is. That means it was never visualized as a theatrical release. I mean, if that's the case, because I think watching this film in a theater would be magic. It would be sheer magic. It is, I mean, we'll get into the details of the yeah. technical aspects, the acting, the aesthetics. It is an outstanding film, uh, predictably so. I think it is outstanding by formula, but that still makes it outstanding. I think a lot of people have, and I'm quite certain this film too will have its criticism like La La Land had, oh, it is so Bollywood, it is such a formula, you know, spectacle and all that shit shit. But even a formula spectacle requires certain skills and crafts. Uh, but I'm surprised that Netflix had never, I mean, unless they are going to do theatrical no, but maybe they had planned it. So usually they have a theatrical release for all their films. It's just that during the pandemic, 
they haven't been able to well, right? if i would netflix have a theatrical release it wouldn't make any sense for them to produce a film and they could release it in the theater but they i mean do the whole now, idea now, because of the oscars oscars put in that clause that you have to because there was that all that controversy yeah, about it has to have a theatrical okay anyway yeah, that's that's so uh, this um, so citizen kane uh, this is about how citizen kane was written and yeah. with that as the background day it's a commentary on the uh, of uh, hollywood of the 20s and 30s and politics at that time in america how they used to bankroll uh, certain politicians so yeah and it's in black and white it's highly stylized so yes carry on what do you think of it uh, rajshree sen so i thought it's uh, so first of all david fincher is the same person who's directed fight club 7 gone girl oh oh okay it's like fabulous social network right his as well so his father had tried to make this film his father's dead now his father tried to make this film and then it never got made and now the son has made the film what i really liked about this is because i'm a little obsessed by hollywood at that time because they had such colorful people in in hollywood and how so marion davis was william hurst's mistress forever and uh, william hurst william randolph hurst used to make a lot of films used to pay a lot of screenwriters their money as louis b mayer points out and citizen kane was based on william hurst which is why there was this whole he made sure that it didn't get a theatrical release for the longest time that was the battle that was that took place when citizen kane was made because when he realized what is being made he just fell out of favor like herman mank fell out of favor with him but you know things like little things like louis b mayer telling his all his employees right that we have to take a 50% pay cut during the depression now louis b mayer is considered one of the vilest producers of all time pretty much because he is the way they used to control their stars and he was the highest earning person in america for around 13 years and after the depression he told his employees that we'd pay back like he never paid them mm it's like he's the worst kind of business leader mm. you can think of but the way they used to control these production houses how even that upton sinclair thing the election uh, read the elections how that was then the propaganda films that were made right gm studios so i think all the, it's almost like a crash course in history and if you like hollywood it's got great dialogues also this film is very witty and uh, at least mang's dialogues are very witty so i really enjoyed it and uh, i think it can be a little heavy going it's not a light film to watch actually, it starts off a little heavier than i should i think for a film that plays a lot with um, flashback and con- coming back to the present so you know, like rashid it's highly stylized it the the way it's made is like a film of the you know 30 yeah. with the black and white and you know they've created that shaky gate gate is you know when the film spool when it used to go past where it gets exposed to light that's called the gate like fact, i had the good fortune of working on one of the last few films you know when this whole actual film was being done away with and all these hd cameras are coming so after every shot the assistant to cameraman shouts after a while i was also supposed to shout checking the gate so which means you have to check koi 
कोई कतरा तो नहीं चला गया इनटू द गेट और हेयर और स्पेक ऑफ डस्ट बिकॉज़ दैट विल यू नो दोस लिटिल थिंग्स यू गेट दोस बम्प्स दैट्स बिकॉज़ इट्स अ स्पेक ऑफ डस्ट और समथिंग हैज गॉन टू द गेट सो या सो इट हैज दैट जंपी गेट काइंड ऑफ इफेक्ट इट हैज द सेट्स आई डोंट नो हाउ दे मैनेज टू रीक्रिएट द अमेरिका ऑफ दैट एंड दिस गाय हु प्लेज मंक इज गैरी ओल्डन मंक Mank, sorry. The guy is the guy. Isn't he the guy in Batman also? Yeah, he's the as in he's not uh, Batman. He's the sheriff or something. Yeah, he's yeah. the cop, right? Okay, I've same. Seen Gary Oldman very often. He's yeah, yeah. Lot- so I think yeah, I've seen a lot of films. I have not seen him do such an amazing job. I am quite certain he will win an Academy Award for this. It is a performance of a lifetime. It truly is. I I think he has done such an amazing. And like I said, for a film that. goes a lot into and also you know when you write a screenplay you write exterior the location where it is and whatever is happening in the scene so every scene begins like with the writer you know the typewriter yeah. effect exterior day you know such and such location this is what's happening and then there's a sound effect and then the film starts and then that whirring of the spool moving it, it has all that it's got awesome sound design technically brilliant the lighting shooting an amazing performance and also very good performances otherwise i just think had it started with the shot which i think is the most one of the most grabbing ones this mayor guy when he is walking and these guys are walking with him he says walk with me uh-huh. monk has no uh, monk no what is it what's it mank when mank is come to introduce to this mayor guy his brother uh-huh. he says walk with me and then he when he makes a speech about taking the pay cut Yeah, it was a very dramatic big start to this. Uh, okay, you know, exactly. it, it would have typified because don't don't even the film really picks up and sucks you in like twenty five thirty minutes into yeah. it. So the it first thirty minutes, you're not sure like whether you're gonna like this film, and then you love it, which yeah. is very sad because you can't possibly love it right in the beginning. Yeah. So, so even for the first twenty minutes, I wasn't sure that I'll really enjoy it, and then once it got going, you were like, "Whoa, this is awesome." And uh, this one, Hurst, is played for the millennials. Hurst is played by Charles Dance, who is from uh, Game, as in one of the things that's not his claim to fame, Game of Thrones. He is uh, the main Lannister, so y'all should watch it for that because he's. I just find him such an attractive man at such an old man being so attractive at his age. and he was so he used to have all that is true you know those nitty gritty things that he used to have a dry house he never served alcohol at his little swadies and he'd have that who plays that is a he's a very well known i've seen him in all yeah, sorts of other seasons game you've seen him in other things also but in game of thrones he played a very key character and he also plays lord mountbatten in uh, the crown i see So he's, but he's a very well-known like. Uh, oh, I need to come back to the crown later. I have something yeah. to say. Hmm. Okay, but I just felt that the, you know, they've got a lot of intricacies, and he did have that house that they had, that country house giraffes and all that. Yeah, so he got her giraffes, and so I feel if you must be someone's mistress, be William Hurst's mistress. He was very loving and kind, and he was a smart, extremely smart, slightly cruel man, but not cruel to Marion Davis. and uh, she was a silent era film star and she never really made the transition successfully into which is a lot of the film stars didn't make that transition the uh, when talking movies started so it but it's a great film to watch it's great no highly recommend it it has like i said 
technical aspects but uh, this I, I love some of the commentary like the character mank and this is something that i've always found very frustrating with people who are extremely talented extremely hmm. smart um are so self destructive and so unhappy yeah and i've never understood why that is um you know it it and this film like demonstrates that aspect of this personality so well how you know when he like throws up in the middle of a party and behaves so badly and you always wondering why would he do that when he has so much going for it for him and you do meet people like this and very bright people tend to be like this and i'm i'm always frustrated when i meet people like this like why can't you just rein it in a little bit and be a little more effective i I've, i've always wondered why that is but i feel the difference between some of the people at least i know who are very bright and who are sort of slightly off the rails and mankovitz is that he was supremely intelligent and very successful and he never so he always considered hollywood like a bunch of idiots he used to say that that listen your competition is just idiots so obviously because he was a journalist first he was a journalist and a writer before he became a, a hollywood scriptwriter that he just did for a lark and he actually had a very happy life you know the guy the slimy guy oving thalberg who's the producer who's making those propaganda films the show he goes in and he speaks to him a young chap he died he had produced some fabulous number of films in hundreds absolutely but he died at the age of 39 of some illness so to think that in that short span of time that these people were making so many films and which are like widely acclaimed also is quite remarkable but it's good everyone i think you should take the time out and watch this and be patient a little patient while watching yeah, it really picks up but it makes you think you know there were all sorts of articles a few years ago that uh, smart people tend to be unhappy like stupid people are happier uh, and there was in fact there's a ernest hemingway is supposed to have said something you know along the lines that happiness in intelligent people is the rarest thing or some shit so i mean there's a article in forbes magazine on this there's an article in science magazine on this so do check it out and i do i do think that's true to a large extent uh, at least i've i've seen in my life a lot of really stupid people tend to be really happy and that's great i think it's a, but that's because your expectations are low na if you're not smart no, because you don't have the um either you don't have or you don't bother to kind of inculcate a habit of uh, of being able to think and creative think creatively think of possibilities because when you think of possibilities you think of good possibilities but you also think of bad possibilities and so, when you don't think of possibilities and just go with what you have you tend not to be so stressed or unhappy about what can be that's what i'm saying right your expectations are not there so you're happy with what you've got it's when you're know, this is just this is theory just it just struck me that someone so bright so well read and the smartest guy in the room as he says he often is uh was so miserable uh, no but you read all, all these things and you read all these gossip magazines george hmm. orwell why the fuck was he so powerful at 24 like was he the son of someone or no, like no, what, what did he what did he do at 24 that they gave him this kind of a card blanche to do what the fuck Because he was he is the person so that is the thing orson wells didn't come from wealth and he came from a divorced home he basically struggled to make it not that he came from a poor home but his parents split up so he was constantly shuttling between them he is the person who made one of the main thing which everyone knows him for is ag wells war of the worlds he did that radio uh this thing 
transmission where they played out uh, War of the Worlds and people actually thought that aliens had come to yeah, that is later now, but what made him no, such a... No, that's before all this. I see, okay. It's after his fame with radio and all that he got hired and he was told no interference at all. But so of the two of them, Mankiewicz actually wasn't an unhappy man. He was just a drunk. That's the only... It's Orson Welles who was so reviled by Hollywood because people were so upset that someone so young is being allowed to do whatever. And he was a bit of a upstart also, no? because now he's been told he's God's left ball. But uh, he was the one who actually was not the happiest man on earth. So highly recommend Mank. It is uh, on Netflix and another reason why I rue Katana. When you're unhappy about something, you rue. Yeah. Another reason I rue the absence of theatres because watching this film in a theatre would have been pure magic. Um, but on that note, I have a couple of emails to read, Rajshri Sen. Yes, all criticizing me. Carry on. If you will allow me. This one is from Kritika. Hi, Abhinandan Kritika here. I heard you praising hillbilly elegy. It's problematic as fuck. It's basically a northern white liberal's worst stereotype of the southern white person. In the words of my friend who, like Vance, is also from Appalachia, I guess that's the name of the place. Quote, most white, lib- white liberals need someone they can believe to be the worst kind of white person in order to feel less shitty about themselves, unquote. For the northern white liberal, this group is the southern white people. So while the movie may be well-made and acting and casting is great, that might in fact be a bad thing considering the movie is furthering some really messed up ideas about not-so-good white people. And the seeming importance of individual responsibility in the face of what really are structural issues in the U.S., also, apparently, the average income of a Trump supporter is $10,000, more than that of a Bush supporter. So the rural, impoverished, white community doesn't support Trump as much as we think it does. Maybe these points are worth discussing in the follow-up ANA episode. And I hope you are done quarantining and doing well. So, Kritika, thank you so much for this. I actually, I think Rajshri did feel a sense of that they are responsible for the misery they're in. I actually thought that it at least painted them as sympathetic to me, but... I am not so confident of this theory because it's based on the biography of a guy who it's, it's his own life. So why would he have the gaze of a Northern white liberal looking at himself in this, in this way, unless you're saying that the book was different and the film is so different, which is possible. I don't know, but if it's based on his book, I'm not sure this accusation would be accurate. No, and in fact, a lot of people, which I did not know, right, because I don't know what his antecedents are, that uh, we don't, you know, people are praising this, all the anti-Trump people, basically, that, oh, you shouldn't be, which I think is a very stupid criticism, that you shouldn't be praising this film because Vance, who, whatever, I've forgotten his first name now, whose book this is on, uh, he's a pro-Trump uh, like he's a Trump supporter and that then how can you ignore his politics and which I find a quite a ridiculous argument anyway that his politics to me does, don't come to play at all at least in the film there I, is- like I said I think we disagreed on this I thought they do come into play in three very important scenes but I think it was too subtle for a bong a Punjabi got it uh-huh. bongs are more political than any Punjabi or Tam okay so, 
on that as modi who has realized this maybe then the second uh, mail is from vineet hi abhinandan and rajshree last week a subscriber suggested watching the haunting of hill house i strongly back this recommendation this is what stephen king had to say about the show quote the haunting of hill house revised and remodeled by mike flanagan hmm. i don't usually care for this kind of revisionism but this is great close to a work of genius really i think shirley jackson would approve but who knows for sure unquote and this is what rajshri had to say about it quote no no don't watch haunting of the hill house i didn't like because she's looking in the mirror and someone standing within shining glass that she doesn't speak in this incorrect disjointed first of all unquote rajshri mistook it for the haunting of bly manor which is also a good show by the way only if she would have stuck to it like she did with fabulous lives <laughs> it is a very rewarding show it's made by the same creators as hill house best regards vineet and the same thing has been pointed out by yogesh who says love you both i want to know how rajshri utters false info with such confidence i need that kind of confidence in my life yogesh you have to be a bong for that akash had just rec- has just recommended haunting of hill house and rajshri is confused with the haunting of bly manor haunting of bly manor has the guy with glasses who is seen on mirrors my inner horror enthusiast simply had to write this email in the middle of listening to your podcast haunting of hill house is a masterpiece equal parts scary and emotional mike flanagan's work has so much heart i even loved haunting of bly manor but haunting of hill house is far superior watching the series watching the series actually feels like you are reading a gripping novel chapter by chapter i will none please watch both your faith and horror will be restored Okay, Yogesh and Vinit, thank you so much. Rajshree Sen, why are you spreading spreading misinformation? My response now. Okay, so the haunting of Bly Manor is the sequel, and I agree. I got it mixed up because it has just been released three months ago. So I thought it's the same one. Now I have watched the haunting of Hill House too. It is not scary. It But is. But haunting of Hill House too is haunting of Bly Manor, oh, na? Quiet as well. I have watched the haunting of Hill House as well, and What? it. not good and it is not a great horror story and i have recommendations for our subscribers horror benchmark of horror should be and why which is one you have to this abhinandan even you should do gerald darrell wrote an anthology of short stories which were real like on his life basically which was called the picnic and other pandemonium the last story in it is this story called the entrance and it is the most frightening story i have read and it was more frightening because you've just read 24 whatever however many short stories before that which are all real suddenly you're reading this so you did think did it really happen to him because nowhere does he say that it didn't happen but it's clearly fiction but one is please read the entrance to see how scary just was made into a film no way oh. so i'm saying one is that Second of the films, watch the Omen. Omen was really frightening. Even today, if you haven't seen it and you see it for the first time, it is very frightening. Watch there is a, now you'll say I'm being bong, but Satyajit Ray made a film called Monihara, which is a short film. Please watch that. It's on YouTube. I think Monihara. The other one, which was very good, which I keep telling people to watch, is Amityville Horror. which is much better than all this haunting of hill house and all that and in amateurable horror they keep waking up at 4 12 pm or there's a time and after i watched it i used to wake up at that time also 
but <laughs> things happen in that which is so that's really good and what else bus bus enough enough horror recommendation so you so made pet cemetery which is such potty absolutely and i have pets them climbing out of the grave is not going no. to you watched and no one has talked about pet cemetery we already watched it trashed it and moved on so we don't to go back to that so i think since yogesh and vinita are so confident of this bly manor no the first they are confident hill house bly manor maybe i'll watch it is it on netflix yeah yeah you watch it and you say okay you have two weeks now next two weeks we have yeah we have two weeks so i shall watch it Yeah, uh, and then uh, let's see if it will reinstate my faith in horror. I actually, there's nothing to reinstate. I've never had faith in horror. I've never liked it as a genre ever. Because when I was young, I was too scared to watch horror, and when I became old, it fucking pissed me off. So I never went through a phase I liked it at any stage. I love horror. My mother took us to see Omen when I was five years old, and when that so you saw yourself in the child, whatever you identify yeah. with, you like. All these the first films. death that happens, I started shrieking, and my mother said, "Keep quiet," because she wanted to watch the rest of the film. But I shrieked so loudly, she had to leave, and she hasn't forgiven me for that. The other film, which is a little funny now when you watch it, but when we watched it as a kid, it was quite fun, quite scary. Was Child? No, do you remember Child? Chucky the doll. Oh, it was so stupid. Do remind me of Chucky. And then there was Chucky's Bride. Was the second one? Okay, okay, fine. We'll try this. Fine, thank you. Um, wonderful subscribers, Kritika, Yogesh, and Vinit, for your recommendations. Uh, we have a couple of other emails which I shall come to later. But first, let's get to the wilds. Rajshree, and what is this? We are stuck here. It's the twenty-first century. Okay, they will find us. Death has been hanging over our heads, and yet the only thing I seem to care about is love. Isn't that what we're all afraid of? That we won't be loved. What kind of person sees an island full of lost girls and doesn't send help? So when I started watching the wilds I thought this is looking very bad but I had a lot of time on hand because I sleep at like 2 in the morning it is a tv it's a series it's on amazon it's been created by sarah striker and it's about so I felt it was like lord of the flies because nine they are teenagers 18 17 18 year olds Uh, are on a private plane going to a retreat somewhere and their plane crashes in the middle in the ocean and they find themselves on an island in Kona Hawaii and basically what they because they are they don't know each other these nine girls they are being sent on this retreat by their parents and like one two of them know each other so they're pairs which know each other and the thing is that you slowly realize So there's the usual, the dynamics, the interpersonal dynamics. There's a leader. There's all those things are coming out, but then you slowly realize that someone is monitoring them. So it's like Truman Show meets Lord of the Flies, but uh, so there are no men in this series. It's just women. It's these nine girls on an island, and 
why so the part which didn't work for me because i don't think i like we are too old to find it interesting are their teenage problems huh? so they do flashbacks into their lives what lives they've come from so it's sort of a commentary on the fact that is being stuck on an island with no rescue uh, insight worse or is their teenage life which they've left behind with all the trauma that they have to face in daily life worse but the way it's interesting i'll just give a little it might be a bit of a spoiler that uh, we had discussed this uh, film called three identical strangers which was a documentary on this psychological experiment which was carried out on heredity versus environment where those three uh, the triplets were separated and they were put into different categories of homes and how it was monitored how they were monitored so this is sort of like that it's a monitoring of psychological behavior to prove a certain hypothesis so it gets again how like many, how many episodes is it you said i think it was 10 episodes it's long and you it's, watched all 10 with 10 one episodes 10 one hour episodes of course doubt i'll be able to okay i'll try and do one two episodes so the first episode won't be too because it's too much of there of these teenagers and there you know some heartbreak is upsetting them and all but it picks up from the time they hit that island and there's a so i won't get watch it it has some twists and turns which are far better than say the undoing because these are really you don't expect the twist of because some of the kids also suspect they are kids they are 18 years old suspect that there's some like one of them is a mole basically like someone knows exactly what is happening at all times so apparently this word mole was used by this spy author who recently died john yeah, lacare is uh, created the term names i mean i don't know but no, no he claims now it is true the first time you're talking in bengali you're being like a creator director when ad ages you're still relevant in this world bujhe to soft focus kore tar pori hoye jabe tar par award award we'll get award like that i think the one thing that maybe one can write a commentary on this is in the last two decades like when i started making ad films and tv shows and stuff in like the late 90s and ad agencies were very relevant they were they had like these very glamorous creative directors and they had yeah. much power and all these models and ad films used to be made big budgets and they were all bong and i remember me and prashant sareen and sekhri two punjabis would go and you had to grin and bear it cuz there'd be a, you know when they were giving you the brief of when you were pitching for a film or an ad film or any kind of thing to do Uh, they suddenly break into bengali and that's a bhosh bhosh chole mole chole mole kole mole what the fuck they say and they talk and then someone ha ha and then they look at you and you kind of smile but you want to say i don't fucking understand bengali like fucking give me the brief in hindi or english yeah so and i remember that kind of phenomena stopped in the mid 2010s and now at a ad agency is not relevant i don't think anyone even fucking employs agent agencies anymore because pr agencies do pretty much everything oh and they use digital agencies now na a lot yeah, of people talk in bengali I, i i mean it just struck me today i haven't i mean ever since i started news laundry i don't take briefs about what kind of stuff to do i leave that to the legacy channels <laughs> they take briefs not even in bengali in gujarati <laughs> but we don't because we pay to keep news free news laundry subscribers make sure we don't have to beg in front of big advertisers and big politicians and take briefs from them so we are 
their propaganda arm. But I digress. Uh, what's happened to all those bongs who used to give Punjabis briefs in Bengali and feel superior? Where the fuck are they now? So I have to say that when I went to Bombay, I met a whole bunch of. So there were a lot of Bengalis, I must say, from Cal and all. But and all Bengalis. Every creative director was a Bengali. No, no. So there was Ram Ray, who wasn't Bengali. There was Rajiv Agarwal, who uh, headed Enterprise Nexus, and they made the. Raymond Mann, they are the ones who created that campaign. Mm-hmm. Zarwan Patel was Gujarati, very hot and very bright. And so there was a bunch of these. Uh, not, not Delhi, they were all bong. Anyway. But that so, was bong, they were also very talented. So, oh. And the second thing is, other than spelling fake news and misinformation, so I heard this BBC story uh, on their news podcast about the crown, where uh, this latest season of crown mm-hmm. has come with severe criticism because it has taken the fiction to a different level and a lot of people like you believe that's true and they were interviewing an actor i think the actor who plays prince charles or whoever huh. and he laughed he says well we are reading lines that have been written by a writer uh, which clearly are not how it yeah, actually happened a documentary no but not just a documentary it has like made up like complete shit like it's completely made up like stuff so it did become an issue in in UK, and this this uh, series uh, of Crown, this whatever season, ah, hmm. is full of fiction. Just if there are any other people out there, like Rati, it's not so fun. So you uh, must watch. Yeah, you can. I'm I'm not saying it's not fun. All I'm saying is it's highly fictionalized. It's like very yeah. little real reality. Both come. Reality is not there. Reality is not there. Reality is not there. Fiction. Can I just talk about one thing? It doesn't really come. In our genre, but I don't know where it should come because I am not one of those who think things should be banned. But I find it highly offensive when I see WWE coming on a sports channel. And you know, because these days Champions League was also coming, and so and the, WWE is big, and it comes on the same channel where the Champions League comes or the Serie A comes or the you know Premier League comes. And I quickly have to change my nephews there now. Luckily, he's smart enough to know that this bullshit. I shouldn't be watching it. This is very bad. This is not circus. It's not even a sport. Hmm. You know, even a boxing or a UFC fight is better because at least it's authentic. Now they have this thing where thirty years of Undertaker. Undertaker was this dude when yeah, I was young. Yeah, he came to Calcutta. Good for him. Rather went to see. So they have this documentary where thirty years of Undertaker, where they're romanticizing that he has entertained people for so long, and they have behind the scenes, and they're these basic, you know, washed up. I mean, I feel very bad for them because that Mickey Rourke film, The Wrestler, is a very yeah. good take on this. So at one level, you feel bad for them, but I mean, the kind of bullshit that is being fucking spewed over there, and it's like this documentary as if you're already Maradona's retiring or something. Like, I, I just don't understand where should you put this. I mean, you it should not be on a sports channel. No, or you have it there with a disclaimer. No, should not be on a sport. Should Big Boss be on a sports channel? Arey, but this is sports related. This thing. If, if tomorrow uh, Sachin Tendulkar, Virat Kohli enter the Big Boss house, they'll bring bring it on the sports. Oh, this is like news satire. Can no, this whole Undertaker documentary, thirty oh, years, whatever? Oh. I think it's so damaging to young minds. I really don't understand what can be done with. And you know, the women are dressed. I mean, it's the worst of everything. I mean, it is. It's bad on you know your understanding of gender, on your understanding of violence, your understanding of sport. Analyzing it, it's WWE. 
it's just it sucks here. It's just the world. Still so big. I thought it's over that thing. This phase of WWE because when we were growing up, I remember my brother and all watching it, but. Everyone knew it was fake. They didn't think the Undertaker. Oh, no, dude! There are enough people in there who are adults who think it's real. You'll be surprised how dim people are. But a couple of other emails, and I want to come to this awesome short film which blew my mind, and I think it's Pakistani, if I'm not wrong. Yes, it is. So uh, this email is from Rohit, who was also a co-host in episode one eighty one. He runs or used to run a music blog, which I think he stopped. He says, "Hi, just came to know Abhinandan loves dancing and paused the podcast to write this." Abhi, can you please see this YouTube channel? And it's a channel of people dancing, and there are happy people doing bhangra and so much happiness around. Do see the oldest one first. So much joy, love to Jude and Raj. She brought Nikku and Wondery, which is a podcast company, is reportedly being wooed by Amazon to be bought over for three hundred million USD. Wondery is four years old. I am with Raj. She that Bob Dylan should have asked for more money. Three hundred million for Bob Dylan songs is so bad. Right, so you do have subscribers who agree with you and value also. Yeah, yeah, because I am valuable, basically. So yes, Rohit, I saw that. Uh, it's wonderful, yeah. The there's so many nice bhangra. There's this other bhangra channel which I love, and I'll just search for it and tell you what it's called. Uh, it's a dance channel. But uh, before we do that, this other subscriber email, which is from Jefferson. Rajshree spoke about Malika Sharawat in Hollywood in the last episode that made me think about other Indian stars in Hollywood Priyanka Chopra Deepika Padukone and Dhanush Malika did two movies the myth and politics of love Dhanush did the extraordinary journey of the fakir which i would say of the fakir Priyanka mm-hmm. Chopra did disney animation movie planes three seasons of the tv show quantico and baywatch Deepika did Vin Diesel's triple x return of Xander Cage there are many more Uh, like Anil Kapoor, Amrish Puri, Irfan Khan, Anupam Khair, the latest Dimple Kapadi, and Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Actors cite two reasons why they don't want to do Hollywood films: one, they don't get good roles in Hollywood; two, when they agree to a project, they won't be able to work in an Indian film for two to three years, and they're afraid they will lose lose relevance when they are when they are gone for such a long time. Priyanka Chopra balances by traveling back and forth between India and the U.S. every week while making Quantico. I mean, Anand, could you please do an imitation of Anil Kapoor speaking in an American accent? Kind regards, Jefferson. Okay. Um, well, um, okay. Let me think about how I can do it. Jokas. Where are my Munna? Lakhan. I can't do an American accent, but I can't. Fuck it. I can't do an American accent. But, uh, but thank you, Jefferson, for that wonderful information. There's lots of it there. Um, but Rajshri Sen, you have any anything to add? To why uh, Indians don't do Hollywood? No, no, but I think they do. Take Nimrit Kaur, who acted in Homeland. She had a like a really important role in Homeland, and she does act in some Hindi films. She just she doesn't look particularly Indian anymore because she's become too, I think, contemporary looking, cosmopolitan looking. But Nimrit Kaur, then who else? Rahul Khanna. What Hollywood has he done? He's done some ad He's for me. Lots of don't be like that. You are very jealous of these Vinod Khanna boys. Rahul Khanna is very hot, and he's done. He was also in Homeland, I think. Everyone yeah. was in Homeland. They basically gave us a lot of roles. Only, only, only. Very no, no, no. So, Rashi, let's talk about this film called Swipe. Yes. As, uh, like had been, you know, requested by a subscriber in the past. I will be giving a Punjabi. song recommendation at the end and i will be giving you a bit of a translation so you can enjoy the song if you don't speak punjabi rajshree sen is also going to 
start loving this segment eventually ever 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 rashi swipe is a short film it's a pakistani uh, animated short film with it's jude important. recommended no chris chitranshu recommended chitranshu recommended jude someone recommended a taylor swift album right that's yeah, that, that was me <laughs> and i saw on the group and it was completely struck off raj by rajshri that there's no way we're reviewing this what was it jude you want to tell us about it willow it's it's willow the song willow okay it's a new from, song a yeah, new song from a new album evermore i see and so this when, is which which rajshri found very boring and very sad is this the new i mean for your age group is that what people are listening to the willow by the now she's producing a lot of songs during this lockdown that's what singers do so she's come up with a second album so the most interesting that thing that's going on among us is that how she is trying to put out easter eggs which you can find out what she's going to come up with the next year also i see like it is okay so we learn these things as we go on maybe we will start but at least i have said earlier it's very hard for me to review music or music videos i mean i belong to the age where a music videos are no longer interesting for me and b the ones that i watched i mean i don't think you can make music videos like that anymore so that's that so i'll give her credit that taylor swift's music videos are like films they are really well made and all but i just find her a little like prissy nowadays so maybe i, I saw a bhushan kumar music video new one i forgot also like a film that really is yeah i forgot what it's called it was like really what the fuck it was like that was his wife singing in it she i have no idea who was singing in it but yeah. um, So this is a film called Swipe. Uh, it's on a YouTube channel called Shehre Tabassum. It is directed, produced, and conceptualized by Arafat Mazhar. Hmm. And it is fucking mind blowing. And it only has sixty thousand views. I'm shocked at how few views it has. It must be banned in Pakistan, for all you know. Yeah, but you have to see it, yar. I mean, it is such a it is such an i mean the technical aspect the animation aspect the audio design the sound design is just out of this world and the co- commentary is so relevant even to india although he is taking a swipe at the fatwaness and all these hardliners of pakistan that soon we just want they're turning a generation into killers and i guess it's based on this video clip which he puts out at the end which may have gone viral i don't know the background of these three little kids are playing and basically they are playing with a doll and they are hanging the doll so yeah. that's what we've done to this generation that they that's what i mean they're not playing home home or police they're just tying a noose and hanging the doll because that's what you do i guess it is outstanding i think if you know hindu bigot send this to them the first thing they'll say dekho dekho pakistan to aise hota then say uh, i'm saying this because this is what you are also so if you know a muslim bigot send it to them but we don't have so many pakistani listeners but if you do send it to your Uh, bigoted friends in uh, who believe that mullahs and the fatwas should take over your country and if you're from india and you know hindu bigot send it to them in case they think that the yogi adityanaths love jihad laws should take over the country uh, it is mind blowing i really have nothing more to say it's 14 minutes do watch it it's not that long and it has the most amazing art and by art i'm talking about uh, it's touching animation design everything Yeah so i felt it's also a commentary on this obsession that kids have now with thanks to the parents greatly 
with uh, social media and phones they are just constantly on their phones and i get that a lot of people tell me oh we weren't on our phones because we didn't have phones but that's no because i have met kids who aren't constantly on their phones also so clearly that's possible so this obsession of just being on your phone and constantly doing like playing a game or something or the other so that also but it's it's very well done because there's no is there dialogue just a little bit when they are there's ambient sound but the ambient sound is a says a lot but keep your subtitles on because the script there's a lot of text which is in urdu and it's called swipe because it's about this app where if you swipe left the fatwa says kill the person if you swipe right you pardon the person whatever it is it's like that i haven't given a spoiler that's in the beginning established so that's why it's called swipe it's like it's like the tinder of fatwas yeah so uh, truly outstanding i i wonder if there's a category where this can win anything maybe if they do those animated shorts get nominated but you have to still put it in as a as in one of the nominees now running for nominees but it's good it's very good now before we end with the uh, the smiths ad uh, just a couple of mail this from a non subscriber who had written last time uh, mohit had said that in the vinod mehta's book the sanjay story he has said that sanjay gandhi was gay in school and i said i don't recall having read that so you've sent a shot of the page and you're right it says perhaps the most startling private sanjay revelation to emerge from dune concerns his homosexuality startling because subsequently in life sanjay provided abundant proof of his heterosexuality then he is quoting it was common knowledge in kashmir house that he was a homosexual says sandy So Sandy is, I'm guessing, some Dosco around his time who has been quoted and who said this. So A, um, I stand corrected, Mohit, and I apologize. No, I said I don't remember because I didn't remember this. That's okay. What you say, no one takes seriously, so I don't think because <laughs> <laughs> you are, in any case, giving misinformation. But uh, I have read the book and clear, clearly this kind of went past me because it didn't seem significant enough for me to stay in my mind. So two things. for other people who are writing a book don't take a dosco's word because <laughs> most doscos are like raj uh, rajshree sen please they were like i some grudge against each other i'm not like that i am there's a kernel of truth in what i say always the uh, the second thing is that uh, mohit uh, you know uh, all boys boarding of the 70s and 80s is like prison rules what happens there is not necessarily what you are outside that prison and in prison a lot of people you know have sex with boys and men and i guess that happens in all boys boardings as well today you know people are very careful about what you do what you can do schools can get shut down for the kind of things that happened as par for course back in the 70s and 80s um so yeah i mean it's probably you know possibly true but it's not true in the sense that he was homosexual i mean an experience here or there while experimenting when you're in school it may or may not be repeated you know it's and i mean when i was in school i remember you know we used to have whether it was debating competitions or sports competitions mayo school mayo college sindhya school all these guys used to come and there were levels of the kind of you know shit you could get away with abuse of power or seniority or authority and of course the most memorable the hsn boys from lahore and they used to come hsn college Mm-hmm. Uh, which is where Imran Khan. It's a sports college. I think Imran Khan is from Aichi, so it's one. Of, it's like 
the most elite sports college there and wo to aake they used to take out all the bhadas because if they tried anything back home they probably yeah. have the balls chopped so they'd come and take out all the bhadas <laughs> so a lot of shit goes on but that's yeah i mean yeah, that's all i'll say on that nothing else it's 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 a very minor kind of aspect in the book but yeah i stand corrected i was wrong i i don't i didn't remember reading this and shabakhair uh i guess that's no shabakhair is how kamran has signed off his email yeah. kamran you're a non subscriber so i will not without your full mail although i'm hoping you subscribe he had recommended an urdu nazm sung by rekha bhardwaj written by faiz and composed by vishal it was for the movie haider although it didn't feature in the film like gulon mein rang bhare a wonderful ghazal by the same poet the nazm is titled intisab meaning dedication it goes aaj ke naam aur aaj ke gham ke naam so uh, yeah uh, i'll check it out so okay sorry he's a student kamran fine if you're a student kamran we do have a program where students can get a couple of month subscriptions or maybe one month subscription which is sponsored and supported by the people so you can go on to our subscription page and if you guys are making enough money a subscribe yourselves so that you are not just mooching away quality for free we have reporters who are spending cold nights with the farmers who are spending even colder nights and we have right now a team uh, in up uh, who is doing a package and a detailed series of stories on the love jihad laws and what the police is doing there all this costs money i hope that our reporters are well taken care of uh, we don't depend on ads by the bjp or the congress or the government or the aam aadmi party which are all over if you see any newspaper they have ads by them we depend on you we don't even have ads by mukesh ambani or adani so if you want to keep good journalism and good content alive do go to newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button and page keep news free and if you want to sponsor subscription of young enthusiastic students like kamran you can also sponsor someone else's subscription on that note rajesh sen do tell us about this ad and what made you recommend it and how do you discover these ads rajesh sen so i follow this chap called kartik on twitter and uh, he tends to find like really good ads or really bad ads so uh, this is the ad like he's got her shoes or whatever something which she wants and he takes her into the kitchen and there's a fridge and she just gets very upset because she thinks that it's like you look at me and think of just cooking that i cook food that's all i do 
and then she takes off on him and then when she opens the fridge there's everything that she had said that like you don't think of the fact that i like this like chocolates or whatever running and also he has got all sorts all the things that she mentioned are in that fridge and there's an engagement ring in the fridge but it's just a sweet nicely done ad with a little twist at the end because i'm basically a happy person so i wanted a happy ad so yeah it's a very sweet ad it's it's well made and i think it's a nice christmasy ad and also has a comment on gender so yeah it it yeah. has gender politics also in the ad so nice one these kind of ads actually we can replicate more of i think ad film making has become very good and creative although this i mean i haven't seen a film by her in a while but whenever i see an ad for this product which i will never have as part of sponsor of news laundry it's geos some package they're doing which the series is being done by deepika and her husband what's his name ranveer ranveer so and basically geo basically rollover kon karta hai geo karta hai she acts so well it's just 30 seconds but she leaves a mark i think if you know i, I was i'm just amazed she's such a little bundle of talent little bundle Huh? There's another ad where she leans on a you know a wall. It's on. It's Is about Mojo going to something, and Ranbir, that's her former lover, says, "Ki oh, careful." What are you in the fifties? Former lover, my former lover. Imagine if you come to a party at my house and I start introducing people like this. Abhijanan, this is my former lover. People will think I've also lost my mind. Those people will. Then I don't want to say anything about whether people think you've lost your mind then or now or when. But anyway, I'll, I'll just say that in that he says, "Oh, careful!" She leans on into this thing, and he says, "Very bad ad. Why are you describing it in such detail?" It kills bacteria, and she does that fake laugh. It is it is an expression that is worth her million words. She is an outstanding performer. Even her geo ads and burger paint ads. I watch. थोड़ा सा self esteem होना चाहिए that he dumped you and now you're doing that. Self esteem को अपने वो फिल्म में डालो. I don't I don't talk like you, Rajshree. On on this podcast, you have asked me to stuff various things up my bum at various times. I do not talk like that. I will just say, आप अपने self esteem की lecture को अपने fridge में रखो और वो ad बनाओ कि भाई fridge में है मेरा सब वो lecture. And I'll be there. Yeah, go and cook, na. People ah, don't know how sexist you are. So before ah. we say before <laughs> we say goodbye, uh, this week's Punjabi song recommendation is a song called "Banjali Vaja" by Amrinder Gill. it basically is he's asking the woman he is doing or his lover to come to the mela it has a very rural feel to it because mele ab delhi che gurgaon che te hunde ni mele mele te pind che hi hunde hain so basically he's saying ronak ho ju katve chal mele nu chaliye um kad kurte de vatve chal mele nu chaliye that you know the ronak the hustle bustle of mela before it becomes less let's go to the mela remove the what the, the creases of but are yaar the creases iron your kurta and let's go to the mela and that's basically it it's doesn't have very deep meaning but it's got a lovely rhythm 
it has the beauty and simplicity of the punjab it's one of my favorite punjabi songs this is I'm not how what you go ahead what you say i'm saying this is clearly not a gosh or chandra chatrapathy and all this is some like the mika singh school of music oh no, no this is not mika singh please oh. <laughs> but i will say you know rashid and when i was i think it was 28 or 29 when i remember i, I had just my shows had started doing well from you know driving a car which would never start half the time i had a car with a cd player you know there was a cd like you had one where you we would put a cd at a time then you had these cars which had like cd changers at the back like 10 yeah, cd changers i had like that. you press a button and those of you who are in their 40s and 50s would know what i'm talking about he had a cd player in his cd car did you see what i did there yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I had gone for this film festival in Serie Fort. You know all these French film festival, Iranian film festival, and I remember meeting a girl there. And then we got talking. She had a as in a, a random person. This is not a random person, dude. You know, in the nineties, uh, in the nineties and early two thousands, in Delhi's Serie Fort and all these wherever at Mundi House, the film screenings that happened, there was a very particular kind of crowd that. they weren't like you could just film. walk up to and start chatting up women oh you would watch yeah, a film you'd laugh you'd, you'd hang around outside so and <laughs> so we got talking and then we uh, so you know i i enjoyed her company i assume she enjoyed mine and then she said let's meet so we met in cp there used to be this chinese restaurant called fayan okay so, you know what weekend i said okay so i went so we she was there i finished up work i went and mm. we had a fantastic dinner and everything and then i said i'll drop you home and she got into the car and my cd started playing the last song i was playing was a punjabi song and this is before all these meeka she can't talk about you know back then i used to play i had that this is lovely cd set had come 50 glorious years of punjab there were a set of five cds so the first five cds on my 10 cd set player were all punjabi songs so she sat and when the music took off she Like said, this is the radio. I said, no, this is my CD. Is that your CD? She just paused. I I could make out that she has made mental note of something. <laughs> then she, then she said, uh, you want to play something else? So then I played something. I I moved on to the next CD. It was all, uh, you know, also Punjabi song. Huh. Which is how many CDs are Punjabi? I said the first five CDs are Punjabi. Then I may have some English mixes, and I had like you know, woman, take me in your arms, or that kind of music I had then. Too late by then, by then, balle balle oh. happened. By then, what ended up happening was, I I'll never forget this line of hers. She says, "I thought you were an intellectual." Ah. Uh-huh. I never heard. I never heard from her again. And was she Indian? Yeah, yeah. But the point is that just because someone had Punjabi music playing in his car. Well, I would have that I cannot deal with this guy anymore. Yeah, because I think you'd go home and then give two, three whacks to the person. So this is uh, so this kind of stuff. Shallow people like you. No, while chewing a tandoori chicken leg, you'd give two, three slaps and then you'd say "balle balle" like that. That's why I understand totally. So Rashi Sen, you know, I'm just saying this is how Punjabi music has been treated in urban India by. Pretentious people like you, just saying. But that did. But I would make sure that I always had Punjabi music playing when I met anyone. And that, then you found that one woman who said, "Bah, Punjabi music." 
this is what i've been looking for all my life did that happen ever doesn't know huh? <laughs> this explains so many things to you right now huh you then meanwhile uh, the punjabi channel i was talking about i will tell you next awful and awesome because i shall look for it and i'll get the perfect song so that i can play that for you yes. uh please sense face has fallen why do you hate punjabi so much I I love Punjabis and Punjabi men very nice very nice but I don't want to listen Punjabi music sounds a little like okay like uh, like Pakistani cuisine Pakistani food is very good I just saw another restaurant is opening Pakistani food so we are going to go there Okay fine Rajshri but before we go I saw India today had tweeted this it's a piece of news if you can't read it uh, has what? two women's photographs it says hashtag rubina dilike calls hashtag ashik khan a duck latter has a wahiyat comeback new big boss 14 promo hashtag so i don't watch big boss anymore i just want to tell the people this who are these people and what india will be giving us such important news no, no, it's because they ad funded yeah but even then some editorial uh, control see this is the problem with ad funding no that it you paid to do this if salman khan also must have called them up and said we will run you over if you don't put up this tweet but the people on big boss are unknown totally so it's okay on that note thank you so much for listening have a wonderful christmas and new year do check out our merch now we have a merch page on newslaundry.com only a subscriber can buy merch we have fantastic herbal soaps we have a wonderful sipper which i use myself when i go to play do check out our fantastic stuff subscribe to news laundry support independent journalism let that be your new year's resolution that unless you pay to keep news free stop whining about how bad it is okay cuz you ain't doing anything to fix it <gasps> rajshri you have a more gentle and polite yeah, message i think i should say something more upbeat merry christmas happy new year be back next year hopefully abhinandan's taste in music will have improved but we can't hold out hope for that and uh, be safe don't hug any strangers don't let strangers breathe on you and don't take that vaccine just yet and that's my last piece of advice if you do let us know after two weeks what's happened let me think about it <laughs> okay and awful and awesome will return on uh, either the 7th or the 8th of january so for the next two weeks you can listen to some old reruns and enjoy yourself in case you miss us too much yes thank you mr sekri thank you ms sen and it's a wrap all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel 